Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ask the CEO with Avraham Gatile. Today, I'd like to introduce a very special guest. He's a workaholic, software engineer, creator, and gamer. He's the founder and CEO of esports and professional gaming startup Athletes.gg. Prior to starting Athletes.gg, he was an integrations and professional services manager at Tenfold, where he managed a large engineering team as well as relationships with partners and enterprise customers. Prior to joining Tenfold, he held several positions as lead software engineer, most recently at Springbox, where he led many projects for large enterprise clients. And prior to that, at Help.com, where he built up their entire engineering foundation for both the code and the culture. He started programming computer games when he was just eight years old. In his senior year of college, he realized that building things is what he loved to do. So he joined the amazing world of startups and never looked back. It is my pleasure to welcome the one and only Alex Martin. Welcome, Alex. Thank you very much, Abraham. It's a pleasure having you, Alex. You know, I'm really excited talking to you because many people just don't get the gaming industry. I mean, they think it's just a bunch of kids playing video games. However, as we've seen with games such as Pokemon Go, that there are real-world business implications. And the businesses that got it, they were able to leverage that platform to drive business and real customers and dollars to their businesses. So every kind of business should be leveraging this demographic. Can you help us understand what is the gaming industry? Yeah, sure. So uh, in, in terms of gaming and uh, specifically esports, the industry, you know, in 2018, they're uh, projected to close out of around like $906 million. So almost a billion dollars in revenue, uh, which is great. Uh, it's like almost it's over like 30 percent year over year growth. Um, and, you know, the target demographic here, uh, you could probably guess are millennials and Generation Z. So that's yep. about 12 to 37 years old. It's, it's a pretty wide span of people. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, and, you know, the biggest games out there are like League of Legends, Counter-Strike, Super Smash Brothers. Um, and, you know, the, the reason why it's way more exciting than just uh, traditional sports um, is because it can leverage the internet way more than those, you know, sports can. You know, with traditional sports, you have to physically be there. If you want to f- interact with your favorite player or athlete, uh, you've got to, you know, physically be at the venue, um, you know, get invited, go pass through security and all that stuff. But um, if I want to communicate to my favorite athlete um, in, like, say, Smash Brothers, uh, I'm actually wearing his jersey right now, Nairo, uh, I just go to his Twitch stream when he's streaming. Um, I can chat with him on the chat or um, since, you know, I subscribe to him, I can play a, a game with him. I can actually, you know, you know, pl- practice with him um, if he's, you know, doing that at the moment. Uh, and especially if you're good enough, you can pretty much make it big in this industry. Yeah, you, you can actually, it's one of those things where you can actually pop up overnight uh, because, you know, you can go practice online uh, against really good people uh, whereas in like traditional sports like it's pretty obvious if you're coming but it's you know it takes you know decades you know you start mil- like a elementary school like a, a intramural league you end up in like a high school like varsity and then you get um, into college and then you get drafted um, whereas you know as soon as a new game comes out like literally there are people that have never been in the spotlight before that just come out of nowhere 
And this is pretty unique about the esports industry, like you said, because in, in any industry, for a person to interact with their mentor, their idol, it's virtually impossible. Yeah. Um, I, I can give you an example of a, a really cool example of this in, in Smash Brothers. Um, there was a tournament a few years ago called Apex. Um, and uh, Mewtwo King is a, a really popular name because he's been a pro smasher for since like the early 2000s. So he's, I think he holds the record for like the, the longest like esports career or something like that. Um, at that tournament, he played against uh, in grand finals against a player that had never entered a national tournament before. And that uh, player, um, his name is Salem, won. He won the entire tournament. And then now if you look at it today, they actually live like close together and they stream together now. Um, so it's, it literally, he literally went from nothing to like being like the best player. Superstar. Yeah. Really cool. And that sounds really exciting. So now as a business or marketer, why should I care about that? I mean, I'm too busy trying to make money and to follow the latest game tournaments. Right. So, um, you know, one of the biggest, you know, uh, pieces of revenue in esports is brand investment. Um, that lends about like oh, just under $700 million uh, is, is put into brand investment. Um, and, you know, in terms of influencer marketing and sponsorships, um, you know, it's around $360 million to like $170 million spent um, just on that kind of uh, brand investment. Um, and then you've got folk like uh, the NFL and the NBA talking about traditional sports. They actually are putting a ton of investment into esports. Mm. Um, so you've got Ninja, who um, is the most popular esports athlete right now. And uh, he's been on the cover of ESPN um, to give you some kind of background on how popular he is. And he's doing ads for the NFL. As in, like, he tweets about his favorite team, which I believe uh, are the Lions. And something that was really cool that, that happened a couple of weeks ago is the NFL um, you know, paid him to restream a Monday night football game uh, on his Twitch stream. Um, wow. Wow. So this, we're, we're talking about people in the virtual world, uh, as you call them, esports athletes, for people that may not be familiar with the terminology, right. they are interacting with the real world. And that's huge. Exactly. Exactly. And if you watch any of these uh, tournaments, um, you know, there's some brands that you probably expect that, um, you know, uh, are advertising uh, in these tournaments like Red Bull. You know, Red Bull like loves investing in the weird sports. Um, and but then you've also got like Cup Noodles um, putting investment in. Uh, you've got Geico, which has their own Geico. Yeah. I mean, they're an automobile insurance company, right? And they started off as like a, a government. Like I think that's what the G means. A yeah, government. Uh, government. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, they have their own arm called Geico Gaming. Um, which, you know, they're, uh, it makes sense, you know, like we said, we're, they're targeting millennials and Gen Z. And so before you even drive, <laughs> before you even have a license, uh, you're probably thinking like, oh, Geico's really cool. They support my favorite game. Like, um, I, you know, I, I I'm going to use them for my insurance when yeah. I start driving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Wow, that is wild. Great explanation. So now as a marketer that's looking to take advantage of this newly discovered demographic, what kind of challenges am I likely to run into that I should know about? Yeah, so uh, the information is all over the place. Um, 
even for me as a hardcore fan, it's hard for me to stay up to date. Um, if I'm like on vacation for a week or, you know, it's just like a week of work where I have to keep my head down. Um, because of the internet, because of how um, easy it is to, you know, compete and create content um, for for these uh, games, there's just too, there's a lot that comes out. So there's nothing right now that helps you curate it, um, both as a fan and if you're a community manager trying to, you know, figure out how to use these athletes and these events for your own advertising. And uh, at the same time, you know, there are companies that are trying to do stuff with influencer marketing, uh, like MVP Index, might know them as, uh, you know, experts in like traditional sports influencer um, analytics, but um, they're trying to apply old school style of analytics and, um, you know, influencer marketing to um, esports, um, which just doesn't work out. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, like, if you want to keep track, if you want to be part of all these different communities, they have all these, you know, their own personal culture um, that you'll have to, like, learn how to fit in with that community, with that specific games scene. Um, and that's, you know, that requires, like, a full-time community manager for, like, each each and every game. I can certainly see that. I mean, for someone like me, and I'm sure even an expert, you're, it's like you're drinking from a fire hose. There are so many different sources of information everywhere. And just just keeping track of all that can be pretty overwhelming. Right. And uh, if, you, if you're not well-versed in the scene, you don't know who to trust. You don't know who are the actual experts who are creating good content, uh, relatable content for the folks that you're trying to advertise to. It's, you know, it's pretty much like uh, walking into a grocery store and every cereal box says nine out of 10 mothers uh, yeah. <laughs> approve of this. Exactly. Makes you wonder who the 10th one is, but we won't go into that. <laughs> right. Really cool. So now I understand that you actually built a business, athletes.gg, around this. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So it started off with, like I said, my own personal difficulty in staying in touch with the scene. Um, and, you know, one of the things that struck out to me is uh, there's a, the top Smash Brothers player and content creator, uh, Zero. Um, you know, he's the best in the world at something, but he still had to tweet out, hey, does anyone, is anyone, like, uh, you know, free to make a website for me? Like, the kid didn't even have his own website. So, you know, maybe realize that, you know, these kids that are, like, 14 to, like, 22 um, that are becoming superstars in their games, um, they're just kids. They don't really know how to market themselves, you know, put themselves in advantage where they can um, make a living off of this, right? And I believe if you are like top 100 in the world, you should be able to make a living off of what you do. Um, so uh, basically I, you know, I, I was trying to figure out how do I make it easy for uh, these athletes to be relatable to folks in the scene and folks that are not in the scene yet, make it more mainstream. And then how do we use that to connect them to businesses that will actually, you know, you know, fund their lifestyle and their, their talent. Um, so the idea with athletes.gg is, you know, we, we connect, we create a network of fans and the top athletes, uh, let them to connect, you know, make it easy to curate a personalized feed of, of content and, and media that you can consume as a fan um, and then leverage this network to um, help businesses and athletes connect, uh, you know, as influencers um, and help these businesses get into esports. 
uh, find these, you know, up and coming athletes and, you know, invest in them and, you know, help them build a brand in esports. And the, uh, one of the ways that we're doing this uh, is with the uh, ag score. Um, so what, what is that? Yeah, so you can think of it as a wine score for uh, esports. So if you're thinking about how people buy wine, uh, a lot of people know they want a red or a white wine. You know, they're like, oh, if, it's, if I'm eating meat today, I'm going with red wine. If I'm doing fish, I'm doing white wine. Um, and then, uh, you know, when they go to a store, they look for a nice label, you know, something that is attractive, maybe has like a description that's like, oh, like this was like hand grown in like some rural area in California um, and then they finally you know open up an app or look or google the wine and then look at the wine score you know what does the wine score actually say so that they feel comfortable and bring this home to their family and friends um, so with esports uh, a lot of people know what game they want to get into um, and then they look at like the competitor list and you know the thing that they really have to go on is like how interesting their gamer tag is uh, which is kind of like their uh, alias uh, for how they, uh, so like my alias is suit up Alex, uh, when I go compete. Um, but now with the ag score, they can actually, you know, at a glance, um, understand if this athlete competes a lot, has a lot of content, you know, interacts with their fans, um, just by looking at this number. Cool. So it's pretty much like, uh, like an influencer score for those of us in the B2B world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. So, in your business, athletes.gg, you aggregate all this information about athletes and their ag score so that, um, so that the, the businesses can then look them up and then make a determination about who to, uh, who to go after. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so like the fans will just get that singular ag score, um, but the idea is the businesses uh, will be able to create their own um, personalized ag score depending on what kind of marketing um, strategy they're going with at that moment. Um, so it, say if you're uh, you know brand like Red Bull and you're quirky uh, and all you care about is someone that can interact with their fans and spends a lot of time with their fans, maybe they tweak their ag score to only uh, to, to weight it more towards uh, Twitter interaction and you know Twitch stream, um, you know how the quality of their Twitch stream. But um, if you're someone like maybe Under Armour or Nike and you are your, your current strategy is we just want to focus on winners, uh, we want our brand to be tied to winners, uh, you can look at the ag score um, and weight it so that it's more closely related to how uh, visible athletes are at tournaments. And I, you know, that's one of the things that we're doing that no one else is doing right now. We're actually tying the athlete's performance at an event um, with their influencer score. Uh, so uh, in, in the esports world, uh, like in the fighting game community, um, tournaments, big tournaments usually last three days. So if you're doing well, like you might get to top 32, which gets you two days of um, visibility. But if you are a, like, you're, you get into top eight, you're a winner, you, you are also there on finals day where, you know, it's all just focused on you. Um, it's all focused on how you're doing, uh, those eight specific participants are doing at that tournament. So you can imagine, you know, if, if you're going for winners, you're going for someone that um, will generate that kind of brand. Um, Awareness. Yeah, exactly. Then, um, you know, you want, that's what you're, you, you want your ag score to be weighted on. 
Cool. I think that's pretty brilliant to give businesses the ability to tweak their ag score to their specific needs as opposed to a one-size-fits-all score. Exactly. And like, you know, different marketing strategies can change. You know, maybe, you know, you want to do a set of ads for targeted for winners and then you want to do one that's a little more quirky. It even changes between times. Pretty neat. Now, are there any any other businesses you can give us examples of how they would use it? I mean, this sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've actually uh, been talking to folks at Uber. Uh, and, you know, for them, you can look on Ninja Stream right now. And like, he's got like an Uber Eats advertisement there. Uh, but that's an obvious play, right? You know, um, you know, he's the number one athlete. Of course, like if you've got to spend like Uber, that makes sense. But if you're, uh, if you're just teasing the waters, you haven't like been in the esports uh, community anymore and you don't really have that you know, kind of budget to just dive right in and find the top athletes, where, where would you go right now to find and have something to leverage in terms of negotiation on like, what kind of work you're going to do with an athlete? You know, obviously, there are other platforms like Analytica and um, uh, some more esports related ones um, like Arsenal.gg. But none of them have like this network effect that we're trying to build. And we're, we're definitely thinking athlete first. Whatever makes the athletes happy, that's what will bring them to our platform and create a sense of trust, essentially. So like I said, like if you're like an Under Armour or Nike or Adidas, you know, uh, folks that I haven't seen do anything with esports recently or at all yet, this is who uh, we'd be working with. Uh, to try and help them find like the top athletes in Smash Bros or in like FIFA um, or in uh, League of Legends and help them figure out who is the right kind of person for you to hire as an influencer marketer. This is unbelievable. One of the things I really love about your platform is the way it's geared towards the young athletes who, who are pretty much children right now. They have no business experience and they're vulnerable to people that want to take advantage of them, or I should say for people that may want to take advantage to them. And I'm just thinking back about my own experience um, becoming an entrepreneur. And, you know, everything is just unknown. You don't know your own value at first. And, you know, you don't even know where to go or what to do. And having someone like yourself, it's almost like you're, you're mentoring them. You're, you're building this business model in a box where they can come and they they're they automatically are presented at their true value and they're they're given their they're given their self-worth basically mm-hmm. um, and they're given a platform where they can leverage their worth in, in a way that makes it so that people don't take advantage of them I think, you know, just from that alone, it's, it's an amazing opportunity and, and, and just a wonderful thing that you're doing. That's uh, exactly what we're doing for our, our, you know, the mission of athletes.gg is to empower these athletes, uh, empower the community. Um, so that's what we're totally focusing on. And you're right. Like um, if you're a, you know, 16 year old, um, then there are some like top 16 year olds out there that are, you know, competing well and like getting their name out there like uh you don't have an agent like you like you said you don't have anyone within your near network to to help you like talk to these big companies um and that's kind of where the ag score is trying to normalize that 
um, it's trying to normalize the playing field for everyone. Uh, basically, and also, you know, give you advice on like, you know, what do you need to improve on? Do you need to work on your Twitch stream? Do you need to work on your Twitter followers? So again, give you guidance uh, that's more focused um, and uh, more general. You know, you you know, you got Twitch and Twitter that do give you analytics, uh, but it's not looking at a holistic sense of like who you are completely as an athlete. And then, you know, another thing that's interesting is that if you look at how the generation, you know, your generation has evolved, this makes someone from the millennial generation uh, or even Gen Z uniquely suited to this task because someone that's older, you you haven't experienced this industry. You don't even know the first thing about it. And the fact that, you know, you've, you've grown up with this. Um, you know, that makes you uniquely suited to be in this industry. So kudos to you. Appreciate it. I'm, I, you know, quite honestly, I'm just fortunate enough to take something that I'm passionate about and, you know, help other people uh, and uh, help them grow their passion. So this is it's too cool for me as well. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So, you know, I'm always curious, how did you get started with this? Yeah, so I started making games when I was eight. Um, so I've always, you know, been in love with video games. Um, and I've always been in love with creating. So just the, the, the natural arc of like you make a video game, uh, but then you need somewhere to put it so that you learn web development. Um, and I, I kind of, I, you know, to be honest, I did lose it for a little bit. You know, I thought I was going to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> totally different feel there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, you know, I realized it was not my vocation. Uh, I was not passionate enough about that. Um, you know, shoot, shooting those uh, those germs, that's almost like a video game. Yeah. I've, funny you say that because I actually made uh, a video game that was about, like, being in the body and, like, destroying viruses. <laughs> so, you know, I always had a, you know, I always loved the idea of medicine, but, you know, it really wasn't you know, what I'm, I'm supposed to do. Um, so, I, you know, I, I'm honestly, I lucked out. Um, the universe, I went to Fordham University, and my senior year, they started an incubator. Um, for, you know, it's a business school first. Um, and I was uh, an RA for a bunch of these business students. And, you know, a lot of them had a lot of great ideas, but they couldn't execute because they weren't technical. Uh, and I was like, hey, you know, I've been programming, making apps since I was eight. Like, maybe I can, you know, help you guys out. So I ended up making a business um, that functioned as kind of like your product team. You know, you figure out the business plan, you figure out the, the product market fit, and then we'll help you bring the product to life. And then from there, jump through a couple of startups. And then, you know, got a call from my one friend from elementary school saying, hey, I'm starting this company with a buddy of mine, uh, help.com. Um, you want to be our first engineer? And then, you know, the rest is history. Uh, as far as esports goes, though, like my, uh, I actually started in the Counter-Strike community. What's um, that? So it's it's a it's a first person shooter. So a lot of people know like Call of Duty and um, you know Halo kind of. Uh, it's it's a similar thing, but um, this one's you know. I, I'm laughing because I'm like so totally lost with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's basically it's just like a it's it's a really simple uh, easy premise. You got counter terrorists and terrorists. You join one side yeah. and then you know you fight. You try to annihilate the other side. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's less brainless than that. Uh, cause there's actually like e- economics involved because you, you have to buy guns in the game and how you, how much money you get depends on how well you perform. 
Um, so there's things like saving, like, so you, you might intentionally as a team not buy any good guns and get demolished, but you're saving money for a future round. So it's, you know, I, I would definitely check it out. It's actually on TV. I think it's TNT that is uh, actually has the uh, the TV show uh, where, you know, it's it's on mainstream TV. You can go watch people play Counter-Strike or you can tune into Twitch. Um, and, um, you know, I started out uh, in the esports community there uh, before there was, it was really called esports. You know, back then it was just called, we played video games. Fun. But that always stuck with me. I, I was like a, a server administrator for like one of the, the Counter-Strike clans uh, up until like a few years ago. Uh, and then you work on the way, but then I got back into esports with the Super Smash Brothers community, um, you know, fell in love with that game. Uh, and, you know, now we're here. That's an amazing story. I love your journey. So talking about cool technology, uh, you know, technology is my passion. Can you talk about some of the emerging technologies being used in gaming, such as AR, VR, AI, and even IoT? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, What's super cool that I'm seeing some companies do uh, is they're using computer vision, uh, both in terms of augmented reality and AI, to help train these athletes you know they can act you know because everything is in the computer already it's you know some things you do have to analyze from the screen but a lot of data is like just coming from the can be coming from the game itself um and so a lot of these companies are building these coaching apps that help you identify what you might be doing wrong where you could be more efficient um you know decision making and you know that's super cool that's like incredible there's a guy in the smash bros community named uh tafokins and he's actually uh he left his job at nasa (laughs) focus on you know smash brothers like uh analytics that that is just that just blows my mind wow Right. I think his like tweet when he did, it was like, oh, my mom's not going to be super happy, but this is what I care about. So that's, that's crazy. Obviously in terms of uh, the games themselves, there's a lot of push in VR, you know, like you got the PlayStation and uh, Xbox that have like these peripherals. You've got uh, the Oculus Rift, obviously doing very well in the VR space. And you've got Pokemon Go, which, you know, is augmented reality video gaming. What's interesting is that company before, that's not their first foray into that. Uh, it actually started with a game that, was, that they built with Google. Um, the the company's called Niantic, um, where you literally would go, it's like capture the flag. You would like just go to these specific uh, hotspots that you would look on like the Google Maps. Uh, and then you would just, you know, take over that area. And it was just a big war between like red versus blue, you know. And that's something even people from my generation get. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's easy to get. Uh, and then they, you know, obviously Pokemon adds like a much higher layer on top of that, but you know, same, same idea. You just go like to a gym and you try to win the gym and you win for your team. The, the cool thing there is that companies could leverage the, that game and put like a, uh, I think it was like a, some kind of pin on the map. And then you'd be like, Hey, we're, we, we've got a Pokemon go like gym here, like come to our, um, our establishment and like fight for your team and also buy our coffee or something like that. There you go. And there's real, real money involved in that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is, this is really cool. And one of the things that excites me about this is that while many of the applications may start off in gaming because gaming is 
real time and low latency, you need some pretty robust innovation in order to uh, adapt it, the technology to that platform. And once you've developed this technology for gaming, you can now leverage it anywhere. I mean, think about telemedicine and how using that same platform, that same VR technology, you could actually, if you're a doctor, say you're coming from the healthcare industry, right? You could actually administer medical care to someone in Africa. Right. Yeah. And I think like the, um, the microsurgeries that they do with like computer controlled, um, uh, like pincers and, and yep. all that. Like they use like an Xbox controller or something like that. You know, <laughs> there right? you go. This is really cool. I, I mean, I am so thrilled to be speaking with you, Alex. So tell me, how do people connect with you? Yeah, so uh, you can go to our site, athletes.gg. And if you're wondering why is it like not athletes.com, um, so GG is like the domain for esports and gaming. Um, and this one, everyone will understand, you know, when you used to play a soccer game, you know, when you line up at the end of the uh, game and you, you uh, shake hands with the team, everyone says good game, right? So that's what GG means. It's just short for a good game. Uh, so you can go visit us at athletes.gg. Uh, you can uh, download our app uh, on the Google Play Store. Uh, it'll be coming shortly to the uh, the uh, Apple Store. Uh, and then if you want to reach out to uh, myself specifically, you can sh- just shoot me an email at alex at athletes.gg. Awesome. Now, are you on Twitter as well? Yes. Uh, so everything, uh, all my handles is uh, suit up Alex. It's, it's a reference to um, How I Met Your Mother. I don't know if you ever watched that show. Um, <laughs> but that's awesome and what i'll do is i'll post all that information to the show notes so that people can click on it and get right to you awesome alex do you have any parting words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience yeah um you know as i mentioned before each game has its own kind of culture within just the esports culture you know um you got you know folks like in the counter-strike scene uh they've been doing this for like like several decades now and you know just started with like the the local tournaments where people would haul their humongous computers in and you know just play one another on like a friday night and order pizza and then you got something like Fortnite, where they're just figuring out their scene but because you know it's a a baby of it's a it's a game that only became big in the past you know year or two uh they're still trying to figure out their esports scene and their culture um and so that's completely different. And then you got like the Smash Bros scene, which has always been grassroots, does not have the backing of its, um, uh, of the, the game creator Nintendo until like the past couple of months. So they've always just been, been doing things out of the passion of loving the game. Um, so what I would say is if you really care about esports, if you really, you know, want to get in uh, as a company and um, promote your brand and, you know, do cool things in the space, you have to go to, these tournaments you have to watch these events um you have to you know you know i i really you know if you can go go to a physical tournament uh it's awesome all these like top athletes will just be walking around uh it's amazing like and they're approachable yeah they're totally approachable uh like i went to the first uh major tournament for smash bros the new the new smash bros game uh just this past weekend and you know it was just in a church um community center um and, you know, it's just one big room, you know, the stream setups in the middle, but otherwise, you know, you, I, I was waiting in line for pizza uh, with, you know, net, right next to a top athlete. Uh, you know, you can just bump on the shoulder, say hi, like, oh, I love watching what you do. You know, it's not like an institution like 
traditional sports. I think the culture is great, like really open. So uh, if you're a company that wants to get into the scene, go to your local tournaments, go to like the big ones, watch the Twitch streams, uh, interact with these players, and you'll probably slowly start to get it. Awesome. Alex, I learned so much from you today. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom. I really enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you, Abraham. And uh, thank you for letting me be on your show and uh, speak about my favorite thing. (laughs) 